Greetings, students, and welcome to another fun-filled day here at Horror in the Halls. <laughs> What's up, kids, and welcome to Horror in the Halls. I'm Bob, a.k.a. Mr. Holland. And I'm Jenny, a.k.a. Mrs. Hill. And we're just two high school teachers talking about the spooky stuff we love. And March is Horror Hijinks Month here in the Halls, where we celebrate all things horror comedy. And in this week's lesson, there's only one movie scarier than Evil Dead, and that's 1987's Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. And guess what, guys? We have a special guest. Dun, dun, dun. What's up, guys? It's me, Johnny. I'm here, too. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, this is great. This <sighs> yeah, is gonna be is. great. What's up, Johnny? <laughs> it's me. Yes, I love this already. You've been hearing Jenny talk about you for a long time, so uh, welcome to uh, the show, Johnny. Glad to be here. I know we had to get you on for your favorite movie. Yes, yes, I, I've I've grown to love it because he loves it so much. I mean, it's a good one. It's definitely, like I said, not my favorite of the trilogy, but it is definitely a stellar film. I'm partial to Army of Darkness, though. It's just kind of my, it's ridiculous in the best way possible. Yes, it is. I can't think, I, I don't know if I watched that one. Did I watch that? I don't think I have watched that one yet. I think you, you have. Like, have I? All the lines that people quote Ash saying, almost all of them are for Army of Darkness. Like, he yeah. doesn't say a whole, other than groovy in this movie, he says everything else. Like, all the Hail to the King this stuff. And, yeah, this and all yeah. that comes oh, yeah, from Army of Darkness. You're always yeah. talking about that one. Yeah, Hail to the King, <laughs> yeah. baby. All that comes from Army of Darkness. So I'm like, come on, guys. Everybody's like, it's not that's, my favorite. I'm like, smart. you quote it all the time. <laughs> Silly butt. All right, let's get to the deets, and then we'll talk about the movie some more. So Evil Dead 2, release date March 13th, 1987. Runtime, 84 minutes. Directed by Sam Raimi, of course. You may have seen some of his other work. You know, Evil Dead, Dark Man, Army of Darkness, The Quick and the Dead, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, Drag Me to Hell, but just garbage. Oh, oh I'm Doctor so Strange glad you said it was garbage. Madness. That's another one of my favorite movies. That movie's so not good. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that movie is if, like, a college kid tried to remake Evil Dead. Oh, it's so good. I hate it, too. It's so off the rails. He was like, oh, it's so good, you gotta watch it. It It's terrible. Yeah, I wasn't a fan. (laughs) I I watched it because I got got jazzed. Like, oh, my God, it's a Sam Raimi movie. It's gonna be so good that I was watching it like, this movie sucks. (laughs) I get it. I I totally get it. But... Man, it's like you got ruined so by much. doing Spider Man, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> of course, it was written by Sam Raimi and Scott Spiegel. It was Spiegel who kind of convinced him to go more comedy and less horror. Uh, it's sort of based on Evil Dead a little bit. They kind of sum up the first movie. Uh, the cinematography on this bad boy is awesome, though. Yes, agreed. It's Peter Dimming. This guy has so many credits to his name. Oh, uh, looks like he started in 1987. This was probably one of his first or second films. He also did Scarecrows, House Party, Drop Dead Fred, which I absolutely love. My Cousin Vinny, Son-in-Law. He did Scream 2, 3, and 4. He did some Atari for Driving Me to Hell as well. So he's worked for some good people. He did The Menu too, which is awesome. I love that movie. I love it. I have not watched it yet. It's really good. He also did The Cabin in the Woods. Also has really good cinematography. Is that uh, the one I'd hate? Yeah. That's what I thought. You hate The Cabin in the Woods? Yeah, dude. Yeah. I thought it was stupid. It's hilarious. Who had Meteor for 2022? That movie makes me laugh. Uh, Yeah. It's a good one. I love it. It's different, but Yeah. yeah, it's a good one. Now, if you just said Cabin Fever, I'd agree. That movie is hot trash, but Cabin in the Woods is pretty decent. Uh, had a budget of $3.5 million. It made $5.9 million, which I guess by today's standards is kind of a flop, but I'm sure in 87, they were stoked to get their money back. I'm sure. What's wild, this movie has a 95% critics score on what? Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. That's the critics. I was like, no way. And the, no, the audience is only high. 89. The critics it's, was higher? Yeah, it's certified fresh, 95% out of 64 reviews. What? What? That's amazing. That doesn't yeah. even seem right. I know, right? I mean, Especially this I'll movie. Take it. Well, this is like one of those like classics. You always talk about it like in the the lexicon of like horror movies. People bring up the Evil Dead franchise every time. They're up there with like the Screams and Nightmare on Elm Streets and Friday the Thirteenth. They kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. It's Ash is a so notable character. Oh yeah, cinematography wise. And the cabin gets reused in everything. It inspired so many filmmakers. Yeah, like 
on our last episode we just talked about it like the cabin yeah. from tucker and dale was inspired by this and what was the other movie um oh shoot i can't remember wrong turn oh. so the cabin from wrong turn and the cabin from this one he basically the director uh was it like elijah craig or eli craig or something showed his production team those two pictures and said make me one cabin out of these two cabins and that's where that cabin from tucker dale comes from so, so it's good. very iconic the car is vacation iconic home. yeah my vacation home my vacation <laughs> <laughs> Oh Good my stuff. gosh! I just wish sorry. They had a vacation home like us. <laughs> <I'm> just jealous. <laughs> <laughs> Has a 4.1 on Letterbox, which is that's the highest one I think we've seen so far. Nice. It was higher than Nightmare on Elm Street on Letterbox, which is pretty awesome. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Of course, starring Bruce Campbell as Ash Williams, he's reprising his uh, original role in this little weird kind of remake. Uh, Sarah Bar- Barry as Annie Noby. Dan Hicks as Jake, Cassie Wesley as Bobby Joe. I'm pretty sure this was her first movie too. Uh, Dennis Bixler, Denise Bixler rather, as Linda. Snowy Winters as the dancing demon Linda. Demon Linda. That's interesting. That's awesome. Richard Dormier as Professor Ed Getley. John Peaks as Professor Noby. Lou Hancock as Henrietta Noby. Ted Ramey is the possessed Henrietta. I got a gross story about him that's hilarious in a minute. And William Preston Robertson as the voice of the evil dead. I didn't even think of that. I was wondering why he was in the credits. Yeah, he's he's the possessed Henrietta the whole time. That is great because now it makes more sense. Sweet. Okay. Oh, yeah. I do. I'm going to go to one of my favorite fun facts real fast right off the jump because when Aaron found this out, she about got sick. So, you know, um, there's a scene essentially whenever Henrietta's deadite version is floating above annie and like that liquid is dripping out of their ears and stuff that's ted ramey's sweat oh my gosh because that's a one piece prosthetic that he's wearing from feet to head so he like apparently sweats his ass off in that thing and they were talking about oh dude it's a ton and it's it's a fat suit essentially because it makes him bigger with the boobs and everything so they showed this like it was like behind the scenes kind of thing and they were taking the feet off and then opening the legs and water's just pouring out but in that scene (laughs) you see this like water looking stuff dripping out of his ear and everyone thinks it's just like dead-eyed goo no that's his sweat that's just his sweat super gross so nasty yeah bro you can't look at everything like, next time you watch it you'll be like oh why'd yeah, you do that, that. Yeah. oh no yeah oh, super super gross <laughs> he's so ted <laughs> i know right his poor brother's like hey, yeah buddy you'll be okay just wear this costume for he's, eight he's hours a day that doesn't age too he looks the same age as he all did the time he yeah and he's in so many of his brother's movies. Yeah. But yeah, there's my first fun fact. So what did you guys think? This is your favorite movie, Johnny. So go to town. Tell me like, why you love it. I, I love, man, Bruce Campbell, just his, his performance in it, how how off the rails everything goes, and uh, just him like chasing his own hand around and, and flipping himself over and breaking plates and the whole room laughing at him scene and so many brilliant things, a giant fountain of blood squirting out of the wall. and His reaction to it's great. Yeah, it's just a roller coaster ride of just awesome horror you know, practical really effects. Is. So good. Great practical effects. I have to agree with that one. You know, another really well, I love fun facts. That scene where Bruce Campbell is fighting his own hand is was done in one take and it was all just kind of him doing it himself. That's so amazing. Yeah. yeah, where did I hear that at? I must have watched I think it was one of those things that you're watching where the, documentaries, the, the documentaries about like that they when they go over like one movie. Yeah. And then they'll like skip to another one. And, yeah. it, and they like interview like just people from all different walks of life and stuff. It's really cool. In search of darkness on Shutter. Yeah, that's so, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Apparently this one he the Ted Ramey liked Ted Ramey. Sam Ramey liked it so much that, that the cut you see is the first time he ever did it. Wow. Well, I mean, it was great. Yeah, well, he, that's he was my all, that's one of my favorite scenes. Is him in the hand. Too. He was like, "Yeah, fight your own hand." He's like, "Okay." Yeah, and, <laughs> and then the got. hand is dragging him across the floor. It's just brilliant. Me and Aaron were talking about that. Just how <laughs> jacked up that was, man. Because like there was all that broken glass and shit on the floor, and he's just like oh, running yeah. his face he's through it. Through. As a, yeah, like a champ, dude. Like a champ. <laughs> yeah, and then like the camera shot right there where it's like through the 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 lens of the the freaking hand it's so yes. good yes <laughs> i was like that's great it's just like making a little squeaking sound dragging it. it yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> so good we always with subtitles we watch everything with subtitles and whenever it does the it's hand like, sound chittering or mew, mewling yeah the it's hand. so good <laughs> 
it's so good. That's a whole nother thought right there. Mewling hand. Mewling, yeah. chittering. Yeah, love, chittering. Love the chittering. Yeah. That's, that's always like a... Um, it's great. Lovecraft. It's always something Lovecraftian when it's chittering. Mm. <laughs> yeah, gross. Chittering in the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great scene. Like a little bit of it is kind of it's, it's kind of silly, but also good yes, at the same yeah. time. So it's like I think that's why I like this movie so much. So much of it, so much of it is just it's iconic, it's classic, it's memorable. I love I love how it goes a little further than you think it would. They they take those those little jokes a little further and you're like all right yeah, yeah like the hand like goes into the wall and then comes back Pops out flips out. him off yeah. i'm like yeah. yeah and he's like oh he's so mad give yeah. me my hand give me back my hand the can. <laughs> a farewell to arms yeah that was a nice little Shut up, I didn't even know. yeah it's a nice little little inside joke right there that's great oh my god you know most of this film was shot on a set built inside of a gymnasium at a middle wow. school in North Carolina. What? I yeah. could have never imagine. Yeah. Me either. Same place where they filmed uh, The Color Purple, I think. Wow. Huh. Yeah, which is weird. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is wild. Oh my gosh. Well, I do have a titty tally, which you were shocked mm. about. I know, because I did not even think about that. But it's something stu- stupid, but it's fine. But it, I, I called it the mutilated Linda boobs, but it was like claymation. Weird <laughs> clay so titties. Yeah, and they're like lopsided and gross looking. It's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I had to add it in there before I forgot. Yeah, I can't forget the, the good old titty tally, because that's ridiculous. <laughs> You thank Mandy McGee for that one. Well, I was watching and I was like, I was thinking like, gosh, poor, poor Jenny's not going to have a titty tally on this one. I even think about the weird claymation. Well, I was like, I have to watch it soon because if I don't, I'm not going to, because I was like, I don't think there is any either. I didn't think about it until she popped up out of the grave and I was like, oh yeah, there it is. (laughs) I'll just use those. Uh, that whole great. scene's ridiculous where she's just dancing around. Claymation, like Barbie doll dances, and then mm-hmm. ah, off of the side of the <laughs> I was screen. for you to say that. That's what we wrote. Ah. <laughs> I, my, I took a bunch of notes, but of course I left them upstairs. Um, I, was, I wrote that. I was like, zombie Barbie, question mark, because she looks like all weird. And because like, there's so many things you could tear apart and also pick at. Like that scene, I'm like, why is her body so decayed in her head? Like... <laughs> brand new right it's totally fine blonde hair she's like hey what's up yeah my favorite part he laughs so hard every time i'm laughing him laughing at it but when Mm. she jumps out and back into the forest she's like ah and and all this best sound and then he's like he like comes back too and he's like sitting in the rocking chair and he's like oh okay and then all of a sudden her head just automatically just pops in and like lands in his lap and she's like biting the shit out of his hand and i was Mm -hmm. like what is going on and he's all throwing her around beating it on stuff i know it's so good (laughs) apparently in that scene where he says um woodshed you couldn't hear what he said in the actual movie so it's uh he had to redub it like later on so it's why it sounds kind of weird when you hear him say woodshed Woodshed. yeah because he says it all loud yeah apparently whenever he did a cameo in uh what was it escape from escape from la kurt russell's like hey say work shed (laughs) because it said it sounds so weird in that movie because like apparently the way he was moving the sound guy didn't catch it right so it was real muffled but that whole scene when he was like work shed when she's biting his hand Oh my gosh, that's interesting. There's a lot of things about this movie I did not know that I thought were kind of interesting. Like, apparently, it only got made because of Stephen King. Huh. Like, he couldn't get the money to make it, right? Because his movie he made right after Evil Dead, I think it was called Crime Wave, was kind of a flop. So he was having a hard time getting money. But um, Stephen King liked the original so much that he called, he made some phone calls. Like, he essentially invited Dean... Dino De Laurentiis over to his house because at the time he was doing Maximum Overdrive and then he convinced him to finance Evil Dead 2. Wow. But he could not finance it as you know De Laurentiis Productions because it was an unrated film and he wasn't allowed to do that. So that's why it has that really lame Rosebud production company at the beginning because it's totally made up. It's not a real thing. I was like, that looks like some (laughs) kid did that in like Microsoft Paint. But yeah, (laughs) it's not real at all. Because they probably did. (laughs) Yeah, they did. (laughs) That's awesome. So he wasn't a. He was basically forbidden to release unrated film because it was supposed to be rated X, but yeah. they ended up talking him into giving it unrated, which I think is kind of interesting. That is, it's awesome. That is really cool. He's produced a ton of horror movies. That dude is like 
prolific. Oh man, I don't even know where to start. Honestly, it kind of starts off really fast though. Oh, it jumps I didn't right realize. In. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. jumps right in. Like it doesn't even give you an option to like get used to the house or anything. She's like, okay, see what's on it. When he's talking about, hey, there's a what did he call it? I guess it's like a tape recorder in yeah, here. There's a tape recorder here. Which that is the oh, same same tape recorder from the first one. Yeah. So I was like, really, Linda? What are we doing? <laughs> I know. They went like a little bit of kind of sexy times to, yeah, tape recorder. Demons. Yeah. Diamonds. I was like, damn, son, that was fast. I loved the uh, how the music that he was playing on the piano in the very beginning just kept coming back every time Linda mm-hmm. would pop up. That was so good. Or like anytime he saw the necklace. Yeah, I was he like, looks at the little. And he's like, oh. And he starts crying. Linda. Linda. No. He was smooth, dude. That scene where he was all like, you're a woman. And I'm a man. Last time I checked. Let's get some champagne. I was like, me and Aaron were talking and laughing. And like, you were in a cabin you essentially broke into. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody you're else's gonna, cabin. Yeah. You're like, they're not coming back. They're not. Whatever. I'd be like, how do you know? Did you kill these people? What are you, what are you doing? <laughs> Like what the hell? But yeah, she's like, is any no, no one's coming home? It's fine. Yeah, they're not coming. It's fine. Right. I buried them in their basement in the earth of the fruit cellar. Who's in my fruit cellar? Oh my gosh. Well, let's see the sound effects. Okay, so remember when we did the the other Evil Dead the remake? Yeah, and I talked about the sound effects were being similar, but I, I watching through this again for like the hundredth time. I, I, that's like my one of my favorite things about this movie is the sound effects of whatever force that is, like yes. going through the woods yeah, yeah. and coming through. And what's funny to me is when he's when it's chasing Ash through the cabin, it gets lost trying to find him because he kind of slips through a door, jukes it, and and he was like, it's like making this like weird like confused sound mm-hmm. even. And oh my gosh. And then it leaves. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Like, it's almost to be like, it's how stupid it is. Because <laughs> I can't find him. I so, I don't know. I, I just love that. Says it. They're like, it's like something trying to beat itself into our world. Oh, yeah. He says that's Ash. I think Ash. it's him. Is, oh, is okay. it? Okay. Uh-huh. That makes sense. Yeah, apparently, this is kind of cool. The the sounds of evil traveling through the forest everywhere else are a combination of Sam Raimi's voice and audio samples of Orson Welles, which technically makes this the last film that he appeared in. Wow. Yeah. That's so neat. it's the, their two voices mixed together. I love that scene, like, um, when it first chased him through the house, and he goes through that weird behind-the-walls section, and it's all, like, chasing that single shot. I think it's really uh-huh. cool that, like, oh, um, yeah. first off, no one knocked themselves out running through all those pipes everywhere, but it was just a really cool shot. And then, but that's one of those weird continuity things like he goes down into the cellar that first time to get away from it but where's henrietta yeah yeah she didn't catch she, him. she wasn't she didn't show up till later yeah, yeah he's she, just hiding from the ghost mm-hmm. maybe she wasn't she's awake still, yet i don't know she she's still sleeping yeah i don't Out. think she did she wake up until she didn't wake up until after linda died right linda died like the second time yeah, yeah, I think so. Maybe it only possesses one person at a time. I don't know. Well, not because of the weird boyfriend. No, because yeah, the mm-hmm. Ed or whatever his name was wasn't in the script. Doesn't matter, I guess. Is it is really weird, but Henrietta's character is gross. Dude, they're all <laughs> so gross. So good, but she's awesome. I don't know. Yes, that was a good character. Gotta give extreme props to old uh, Ted Raimi on that one. I didn't even know that was him. So that's even better. Did you know that? I'm sure you did. Yeah. I'm sure he did. Hey, I missed that. That doesn't shock me, though. Yeah. Apparently, when they did that scene, uh, they told everybody that Sam Raimi ran into Bruce Campbell and broke his jaw. Oh, dang. Yeah. But apparently, it wasn't true. They made it up to see how many people would actually believe it happened. Oh. Which is weird. (laughs) Well, I almost did, so there's that. (laughs) So I'm saying, like, dang. You guys got too much free time. What are you doing? (laughs) It's like, why did you do that? So what what is your favorite scene of this whole movie? I'm just interested. Um it's tough i do really like that running through the house scene when we first get um the evil spirit chasing him i also like the weird laughing like dance off yeah. scene is hilarious that's that's mine um, <laughs> the deer head laughing the lamp but so i think my, if i had to pick a favorite it's the ridiculous montage of him making his chainsaw hand yeah i took yeah. five things and made a chainsaw that works by itself what's up <laughs> Yeah, and then sawed off the end of the shotgun. By tapping it with a chainsaw, because that's how that works. I mean, there's so many things as a child. Yeah, exactly. When I watched this the first time, I was like, that's the coolest shit 
ever. Oh my god, I'm doing that. <laughs> then as an adult, I'm like, none of that shit is possible no, at, at all. Not at all. <laughs> I don't know how you're operating that chainsaws there, but they do not work like that. MacGyvered that shit. He really did. Well, <laughs> chainsaws have a trigger. There's no way to pull it, so that shit don't work. <laughs> Like, no. <laughs> I mean, if it was full bore all the time, and he's like, nee, 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 nee. I'm like, no, nah, man, that don't work. <laughs> it's like, you know, you'd have to have your other hand over there. Being an adult ruins it, it sometimes. Like, yeah. cause like where you hold the trigger at is where his nub is. So I'm like, how are you working that chainsaw? Oh my gosh. And then, like, I've, tr- I've in the past sawed the barrel off a shotgun. It is not that easy. I will tell you that. Let me tap you with a chainsaw and then break this barrel off because I'm a bird earth. Right. In the woodshed so that has a Freddy claw in it. I still missed it. Yeah, it's three times in the movie. It's in the cabin one time. I'm going to have to watch it again just yeah. to see that. Yeah. Because I keep missing it. If you look, um, it's over the door in the shed. Like when it cuts behind him, it's just up on the shed. And I think there is a cleaner one in the house on one scene. Or in, it's in the basement, I think, in the wood, down in the, the cellar when he goes down there to get the pages. It's on the wall. Okay. Yeah. He did that like because he... Uh, he was just paying. He was kind of paying homage back to Nightmare on Elm Street. I like when he opens up the, uh, the little curtain thing and he sees that the there's supposed to be a chainsaw there and it's just like a chalk outline yeah. and then all of a sudden linda's body bursts through with it i'm like just, what is happening just winging it around <laughs> yeah i know that was ridiculous and he like cuts through her like in half and she's like spewing like black goo and he's like his mouth's wide open i'm like what are yeah. you doing every time it's he so gets blood on him his mouth is wide open that's, straight in his mouth that's Every one time. of the um famous deleted lost scenes there's actually a in the original cut you watch him cut her in half oh. and get covered in black oh. goo. that's why I like yeah. and she like there's another one where she vomits black goo on him um that's why I like it cuts back and she has black around her mouth that wasn't there before yeah. it's because they cut it out uh, why did they cut it out because they were trying real hard not to get an x rating oh okay gotcha yeah. that that's why sense. all the blood in this movie is different colors made a yeah. note of that i said yeah. why is all the blood different because like one time it's green one time it's like black one time it you know it's all mm. different it's weird at, i was like, like why is it beginning, it's really red like good it looks good too it's like some of the best fake blood i've seen in the movie at least the one that's on ash it's that nice dark mm-hmm. like then it's a really bright red when it sprues out of the walls it's black yeah. it's two different colors of green and when he fights the weird apple head at the end of it it's purple so it's like okay. what the hell? How many different kinds of blood you gonna have here, guys? But they were trying really hard to cut away from some of the graphic violence to to get an R rating. Yeah, you know, because Dino was like, "Look, man, I can't do unrated." I think because they wanted to put his name on it and get more of a more of a big reception. Like, hey, this is like a Dino did a rentless production, but he He couldn't do unrated or X rated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, There was a few scenes lost. Like apparently, like Henry Henrietta's like that scene where it shows him and her dad rocking. She rocks into the light, and you see her have dead eye dead eye eyes. They cut that out. Oh man. Um, oh that sucks because that would have been cool that would have been fun and then like the whole linda's head throwing up the black bile uh let's see oh that's awesome probably another one where linda's head extending it's a snake tongue into Ash's mouth on the rocking chair, basically like Whoa. trying to make out with him, which is gross. Oh, uh, awesome. That would have been so <laughs> gross. There was another one that was a blood flood, they call it, which is great, with green and yellow blood. Huh. They've been holding our take on that one. Um, <laughs> we had a half-headed Ed running after the characters and eventually is chopped to pieces with body parts, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Ash is, like, evil Ash eats a squirrel when he's chasing Annie in one of the scenes. Whoa. And then one of them at <laughs> the end, that would have been rad, right? Yeah, and I want when this he, version. When he finds the, um, it's all, they're all lost. They can't find them. Yeah. They got I'm deleted. Sure. But when he finds yeah. the necklace in the shape of the skull, like the first movie, and he turns back into a good ash, there's actually a scene of his face fully morphing back into good ash. Wow. Hmm. Which would have been rad. That would have been cool that to they see. Because yeah, right? they could have made a director's cut and like yeah. re-released it later um, if they had had it. There were some fans that found like a working print that was like 36 minutes that has a couple extra things that wasn't in it before. Like a different little bit changed the opening. 
But a lot of those scenes are gone. Yeah. Oh my gosh, the opening. I, I don't know if you know that because sometimes you do know this because you've already researched it. But the beginning where they're driving to the cabin and they cross the bridge. And I'm like, is that like a toy car? Oh, 100%. That's a toy car. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah, all the stuff in the bridge is fake. Like even the last bridge, it's I all mean, like miniaturized. I'm like, that looks so bad. It's so good I, though. I love the big like curled up bridge looking prop. Yeah. It looks like they just wheeled it out out there for the shot he's like no <laughs> cardboard no looking. Mm-hmm. no i know i was like that's uh not <laughs> good so <laughs> <laughs> it looks terrible it's perfect i like the <laughs> over any other way i love the over dramatic acting too of him and annie uh, annie yeah. is oh, dude, so yeah. ridiculous there, she's a bee dude like <laughs> I had so many notes about her just being like the biggest Karen ever. And like me and Aaron were laughing. He's like, she's calling him a coward. They're being all shitty and attacking Ash. They never ask his name. No. Not one time. Then she's all hanging on him like, save my life. I love you. What's his name? No idea. I know. She... She came in and just automatically, she saw the chainsaw and she thought he murdered her parents. She's like, what did you do to him? What? I'm like, dude, you haven't even looked around to see where they're at. Oh, and she's crazy, dude. Like, she sucks all the time. Every time I see her, I'm like, you suck. I hate you. I'm like, have you even looked at his hand? Because his hand is gone. I know. It's like my man's losing a, losing a whole hand and you're like, you killed my mom and dad. Suck. Shut up. Shut up, Annie. Actually, your mom and dad killed themselves, stupid. Yeah. Actually, yeah, it's like your mom killed your dad you're welcome yeah you're welcome for that you know ruined life forever right buried her in the fruit cellar <laughs> I, I was just looking at my nose I mentioned, I mentioned johnny laughing at the stupid scene where the she like jumps out into the forest so oh, well, that makes me laugh still sorry it's a um, scene. Oh. yeah <laughs> i know i keep going back to it it's so funny <laughs> oh gosh um i made a i I, I think the reason I really liked the hand is because it reminded me of Thing from the Adams Family. Yes. I was like, because it's such a freaking jerk. Yeah, it is. And you know what's funny is in the in the new Wednesday, Thing flips people off all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because they totally stole that from this movie. Like, hey. Yeah, they had to have. <laughs> We're taking that I mean, from freaking Eve. And Evil it, Dead 2. Yeah, and Thing looks a lot more, you know, jacked up in this mm-hmm. in Wednesday than, yeah. it, than it did in... uh the right like the older like tim burton one yeah he's very frankenstein looking in wednesday yeah which Mm -hmm. i like i think that's it's cool but i i love the hand and the hand just keeps coming back throughout the whole movie oh dude when he's holding uh what's her faces is it bobby joe's hand you're holding my hand too tight honey i'm not holding (laughs) your hand (laughs) i'm not holding your hand and then it ends up fucking killing annie the hand's about that life dude yeah what was that it was, was the it hand like... and the Kandarian dagger. He put it in her back. Okay, the dagger. Yeah. Okay, I was trying to figure out what the dagger was. Somehow this hand can fly and jump and stuff. He's crazy. He can hold a dagger and jump off the ground. The hand's got some skills. That's why I said it's a lot like Thing. It reminds me mm. just like yeah, just like Thing. Because in the, in Tim Burton's version of of Adam's Family, Thing does do that. Yeah, he like awesome. jumps across right. and puts the the saber back up or whatever. That is a little. But he's not a demon, it's... so he's not as cool as Ash's hand. Oh, but the thing is awesome. Yeah, but he's not Ash's gnarled, crazy, gross fingernail hand flipping people off. Oh my god, I love it so much. It's <laughs> yeah, he's like bashing plates in his face, uh-huh. beating the shit yeah. out of him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm saying, like, Ash is like hovering I, over the I scene. I was watching that scene really well, and I'm like, a lot of time they use like fake glass, you know, it's like handy glass. And I was like, dude, I think those are real plates, man. I think, I think he just beat the plates. shit out of himself with real plates, yeah, he, and he then drug himself across them on his in. face. Like I'm assuming, in, like a lot of the scenes where you're from the camera's perspective, he probably wasn't laying on the ground. But those scenes where you see his head, he's just being drug across the hardwood floor with debris on it. Oh yeah, yeah, no, on his face. Hey man, it's those things, those things actors do for the roles. Mm-hmm. This movie's full the of them. Like apparently, you know, the dead eye eyes in this movie are totally white. They are blind. Yeah. yeah, they can't see. They said the only way they he Ash's able to get around as well as he does. That's kind of why he's like kind of lumbering everywhere all the time. He legit can't see because he can't see. And they that rehearsed it so much that he knew about where to go. Wow. But yeah, I didn't know that because no, I was like, no, why do they move all strange? It's because they can't see. <laughs> Good grief. I'm telling you, the stuff they do for these movies, I just can't. I can't. It's awesome. Yeah, it's wild. Like the smoke from the chainsaw is Sam Raimi with a tube behind Ash blowing cigarette smoke out of the end of his hand. 
Oh my god! What? Like that's all practical. Stop yeah, <laughs> that's good. There's so many cool effects in this that I love so much. Like yeah. how the fog moves in reverse. How they just got the film reversed. Yeah. It looks so cool. Yeah. And um, there's just so many things I think they did so well with this movie and it shows to me at least that you don't need cg or digital effects to make a really good story to make really believable looking violence or gore because it all looks awesome other than like the crazy blood the blood floods that look like some japanese stuff you know that's a little wild But the way the makeup looks, I like, like we talked about in our other Evil Dead, you know, those people looked more possessed. These people look more like zombies, which at the time is what they could do. But like, yeah. I love Ash's makeup in this. Yeah. He I looks too. awesome. He's the best out of all of them looking because the way he's got that, his, uh, the bones under his eyes start protruding, you know, and his eyes are white right. and his teeth are gnarly looking. And it was just really cool. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I, I like practical effects. I think they're cool. And they're just cool to watch people like apply the the latex and all the you know the makeup on them people because it takes hours to do yeah like hours and hours and hours i can't imagine how long ted ramey probably sat to get glued into that costume yeah that's a lot i didn't i I didn't know that was him so that makes me respect it even more because i didn't realize that you know all that work went into it it's like now that you know when every time you look at that character of henrietta you just see ted ramey's face yeah exactly the moment i knew it was him i was like like, ted ramey (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Like that's why Henrietta looks all weird because that's Ted Raimi. Because that's Ted Raimi. <laughs> Let's talk about the dad when he comes back as a ghost, looking like the thing from uh, The Exorcist. What's up with that? I've never you know seen The Exorcist, about? so it's, it's also funny. I pulled a Johnny on that one. I got a lady at the theater told me I was going to hell because I was laughing at a scene, and I was like, "You brought your kid to see this?" She was like, "I wanted her to see the devil." I'm like, "Okay, well, I thought it was funny." Whoa, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop. Oh no. Yeah, we sure do live there, right? Yep. <sighs> you also live here. We're sorry. No, but the dad looks just like Pazuzu or however you hell you say his name. Yeah. From the Exorcist. So if you look at the face, he, the, he looks almost exactly like that, but not with the gnarly yeah. teeth. Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, you're not missing it. I don't watch much. those type of movies. I wasn't allowed to watch it until I was an adult. So I don't have a desire was to watch it. it. Yeah. I don't do possession movies like I watched that. It in the theater. You know it was kind of crazy. It was kind of cool. I wouldn't no. watch a new one that's real scary. That one was kind of cheesy with like the fucking green pea soup and shit. Yeah, it's it's got all the practical effects mm-hmm. too. Yeah, Johnny's like, you'd be she, fine to watch it. And I was like, mm, would I though? I mean, people might hate me for this, but you're not missing a whole lot for real. It's not that good of a movie. People love it because of what it is, but I don't think it's like yeah the greatest movie ever saw, ever witnessed or nothing. It's just, you know, whatever. It's kind of crazy. I think it's a good horror movie and it has some good practical effect, practical oh, yeah. effects. And uh, it just, you know, it's it's up there for me, but it's not on a pedestal like a lot of people put it no. as one of the, like, the scariest of all. I don't see it as that. It's not like Smile. Smile's the scariest movie I've ever seen. So <laughs> I don't know as if I go that of, far. But. As of right now, no. But it was pretty scary. It's terrible. People make fun of me for that, but I don't even care. That movie was scary. It was terrifying. I had a great time. Oh, man. We, you guys we, watch that movie? Yeah, we know. Awesome. Everybody had a good time me watching. I'd jump like a foot and a half. <laughs> I went, oh, shit. Like in the middle of the thing. I never do that. Oh, you scared the shit out of me. Dude, another, Don't ever say things out loud. Another I was fun, like, you gotta see the screen so you can see the jump scare. I looked at him, I said, I refuse to look at the screen because I know something's about to jump out. And then I heard it happen. I was like, I missed it. Yeah, you did. I didn't. I did not. <laughs> Unfortunately, this movie did not have that for me. It would have been awesome if it did. Apparently, another another fun fact that I love about this movie is that large demon head at the end, the ash fights yeah. and stabs, it was too big for the production company to take back to California, so they just left it, and then it just disappeared. Like No one wow. knew where it was at, and then some years later, it popped up inside a haunted house, like some haunted attraction. Someone had just gaffled it and put it inside their haunted house. Wow. Yeah. Uh, well, that makes sense. So you make a whole wall of that. Yeah, big, big old big rotten. tree demon. Heck yeah, the big That's tree so cool. hands and stuff. Awesome. I thought that was kind of funny. I wish it was, I knew which one it was. I would totally try to go see it. It's probably yeah. gone now because that was like in the 80s, but it would yeah, have been pretty cool. Sure. I don't know. If it, I mean, you never know. Like, they might be a different haunted house with it or they might have sold it off or something. I know, That's probably some research. If you see like the... The Ninja Turtle costumes from the Ninja Turtle movies, like they're all the latex is deteriorated and 
think it's all like shrunken and weird oh yeah latex doesn't last very long man like um, uh, the original michael myers mask all those things that are all just straight latex or just basically rotten at this point yeah it breaks down unless you like keep it in airtight you know mm-hmm. just kind of crazy and think about it disintegrating like that but i mean i guess that makes sense yeah god there's so I'm many trying... fun facts about this movie yeah i i'm trying to think of, there was something oh because when we did the red the the remake and we talked about Evil Dead. I, I talked a lot about the the Necronomicon and how I liked the pictures and stuff in it. Mm-hmm. And I made sure to pay close attention this time to the Necronomicon. There was pictures in it, but it wasn't the same type of pictures. It wasn't like in the remake where it shows you like the steps of what was going to happen next with her. In this one, it was more of like the symbols and then like it would have like anatomy type pictures yeah. in it. Like of like, I guess how you would change but it didn't show you like the actual scenes of like what would happen. But it's still, it was really cool. Like, Cause I was like, I never really paid attention to that part. I don't think so. It made a lot more sense to me. Yeah, I still like the That's original like, one better. I think it looked cooler. Well, I like yeah. the, I like the cover of it better. Yeah. This one has the best cover. I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Cause like, I feel like, like I said before, Man. the book is like the book of the dead, but like when they wrote it, they wouldn't necessarily known what exactly what was going to happen. So the fact that those pages are in there, yeah. it seems kind of weird. Like it's supposed to be like a spell book of, of sorts to summon the demons into our world. Mm-hmm. So what's in the original one kind of makes sense. Yeah. It just being more of just text. But you know what my favorite part of this movie text, is? Though. Did it have the pictures? In yeah. The- it has it had- like the skull and some different sacrificial stuff. They're in there. Gotcha. But not the same kind of photos. It breaks okay. down like anatomy a little yeah. bit. Like on one page, it's like arms and like shows like legs and stuff. And like there's like weird writing around it and stuff okay. like that. But you know what's I was laughing about when I was talking to Aaron about this. This movie proves that Ash is one big failure because she has that page of him like saving and ending the deadites, but it hasn't happened yet, which means you're gonna go back and suck at it and then get back <laughs> and not kill them all. So it's like basically a big circle of yep. you failing over and over and over again. He mentions it in this movie. Like he said, he yeah, he was like they were looking at him. They're like, yeah, he was supposed to be like a savior that fell from the sky, and he was like, well, he didn't do a very good job. And I'm like, yeah, you did not. That's so good. So when he he also when he gets there, he's like, no, like because he knows he's not gonna do it right. Uh Dang it. so funny oh i was just laughing and then this one of course ends in a lot more positive note than the army of darkness starts but i was just like like, no no and i'm just (laughs) laughing i'm pretty sure the guy that says starts saying hail to him is sam raimi i think the knight pulls his helmet up i couldn't tell it's a little shadow i'm pretty sure it's sam raimi and um i bet it is i'm gonna have to watch for that dang it i missed so much already again attention bro at the very end the the one that's like oh after he kills it you know but yeah i just i was just laughing and i wanted to ask johnny this because you would know in ash versus the evil dead he makes a comment about people thinking he killed his girlfriend and his sister so does that mean ash versus the evil dead is a continuation of evil dead one and not evil dead two and army of darkness that's yeah that's what i think is a continuation of the first movie so are they pretending like army of darkness didn't happen i think so but doesn't like lucy lawless's character make comments about him being back in time it's very confusing that is confusing yeah because i was like huh I was just wondering. I figured you might know since this is your jam. Man, I should. I've only watched through Ash vs. Evil Dead one time, so I need to go back and watch through it again. Heck yeah. Hail to the king. Oh my gosh. Maybe. Or that show is ridiculous. It's so good. Everything he's in ridiculous, yep. but the character is ridiculous, so it's perfect. Yeah. Ash is ridiculous. I like, mean, I knew character. I was all in when the show started and yeah. it was playing Deep Purple Space Trucking. Like, yeah. oh yeah. All in. <laughs> This is gonna be good. I just like that. That's exactly how I pictured his life being. Like you're like Absolutely. this savior who's obviously a screw up, but you still work at the freaking department store, and you are like <laughs> 55 years old, and you're like living your best life, just getting hammered to the trailer park, working at a department store. Absolutely, trying to bring young people into your like group of best friends. Yeah, and they think he is so cool too. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh my god. He's not, though, y'all. That's funny. Yeah, no, he's not cool at all. You know what was, I think, is super awesome about this movie and kind of why the why I do like it so much is that the effects team on this movie are like special effects royalty. It's like Greg Nicotero, Robert Kirksman, yeah. Tom Sullivan, Mark Sostrom. All those dudes worked on this movie. And like, 
Mark Strolsman did a Nightmare on Elm Street. He did like one and two and three. Poltergeist, Phantasm, Prince of Darkness. He's done so many movies, right? Videodrome, mm-hmm. Android, The Mutilator. The dude was just like, he had a whole list of just, I know how to make this look good, you know? And especially coming from, it look really looks good. great. But I was thinking, anybody who worked on that movie, you know, we talked about it on that episode about how Wes Craven knew how to take a small budget and make it work. So they knew how to make really good practical effects really cheap so i think that yeah. really benefited from this movie because the effects are really good some of them are cheesy but i think they're kind of supposed to be but like the makeup yeah. is stellar the blood work like especially the blood that's on ash looks like really good it's good color it's got good consistency it, re- it looks good um linda's severed head looks awesome i think her body's goofy i mean it's claymation but her head so looks much. awesome <laughs> I'm sorry oh, no. i love it the, so the whole scene is great but it looks ridiculous <laughs> um Henrietta well, looks great. I mean, she's awesome. Yes. The crazy trees pulling Bobby Joe through the woods was a really cool scene. Even though Sam Raimi agreed that the tree rape scene was a little too graphic, so he chose not to do it again. Thank God. I don't like it. I <laughs> Even hate though the it. new I... one did it too, but he was like, no. The new one was worse. Oh, yeah, I think so. It was a little more graphic. Yeah. And it just disappeared up in there. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's in there. Oh, my God. The thought it was just is just in there the whole rest of the movie. Yep. <laughs> Just forever. Just chilling. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I don't like that at all. I'm glad he didn't add that in. I was like, wait, I don't remember her actually is showing her getting raped, but I guess it just alludes to the fact that she does. Yeah. What in this new movie or part two? Yeah, Evil Dead Two. Yeah. This, no, I think I think she dies. When it pulls her to that tree, she just gets bashed to death against a tree. She does not get raped. Oh yeah, I forgot that she got yeah. it, but it shows her getting that scene like, is probably my favorite prosthetic looking scene in the movie because you see the 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 tree limbs going into her face yeah and like like they're growing into her and it just looks really awesome you know and her face starts to change as she moves through she's being drug crazy so before we get into any of the rubric i do have a uh roll call of death here so i think this movie had let me see how many deaths this movie had it has eight like on-screen actual deaths and there's three that are not really or they're not real characters so you have linda dies first you know she gets possessed and gets beheaded in the recreation of the shovel scene linda (laughs) and they kind of count her death twice because she dies as a human and the deadite linda dies so like yeah she gets ripped through the glass and becomes a deadite and then ash just straight cut her Cuts her head off and then saws her in half with a chainsaw. Ed gets possessed. Deadeye Ed gets hacked to pieces with an axe. Bobby Joe is killed by vines that slam her into a tree at full speed. It looks kind of rad. Jake gets turned into a blood geyser by Henrietta, which is kind of funny. Although after that scene, Annie has no blood on her at all, which is hilarious. I'm like, what the hell happened? Because oh, she gets yeah. like like a whole water hose, the fire hose, blood all over her body, and she's no, no blood at all. The last time we watched it, you mentioned that. You were like, what happened to all the blood? They didn't even think about that. <laughs> no, there's so many of those, <laughs> those happenings. Well, and I, now I forgot about it again. <laughs> like, there's so many of those. You're just like, why are you not bloody? Yeah. What the hell happened? Uh, let's see. Dead Henry, Dead Eye Henrietta gets dismembered by a chainsaw and shot in the head with a shotgun. And then Annie gets stabbed in the back by the dagger with the hand. Um, I love the hand. And of course, you don't see him, but Henrietta dies when she gets possessed by the demon. Uh, The embodiment of the forest, Ash basically buries his chainsaw into its eyeball. And then he kills that dead-eye harpy with a shotgun. But that was like a prop. So not only a thing of the dead. So we have eight actual deaths, even though some of them are the same characters dying twice. But it looks cool. And unfortunately, so they were trying to chase the R rating. You don't see a lot of the the violence on screen. It's all like in shadows, which I think is kind of cool. Like when he cuts Linda in half in the shed, that cool shadow scene is like a lot. That is awesome. How you see him do everything, and yeah, blood just shoots, and and I'm sure that was like a weird like pump or something, like a bug sprayer, but it looked really neat. I liked it a lot. You get the red room from Mm -hmm. from the blood on the light bulb. That's iconic. Yeah. Everything, everything in this movie is iconic. I mean, it's one of those yeah, movies that will, yeah. like I said, it goes down as it's a cult classic. It's always in the mm-hmm. list of everybody's top 10. Usually it's one of the most highly regarded horror films of all time. Right. I mean, yeah. Having, having the comedic element makes it, steps it up for me. Cause I, I really love when, uh, you know, like eighties horror does the, goes in a dark comedic place like that, like Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and, um, uh, brain dead and man, Nasty case. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's so many good ones. There's a lot of I'll, good ones. I'm more, that's more my speed. I like the ones that have fun, funny stuff in it. 
yeah dark humor <laughs> i like this one that can be it's funny but also has some gore it also has a story it's not yeah. just comedy you know what i mean or not just yeah. gore it's a good mix um and i think when sam raimi decided to write it um with scott scott spiegel that was like the best decision he ever made i think because evil dead the original one is very gory it's very dark great 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 movie by itself but i think that really put it over the top and then led straight into army of darkness which thank god they made because that's my favorite because this one originally was called evil dead 2 ash versus the army of darkness that was gonna be it and then luckily they made that third one freaking set in medieval times with his ridiculous robot hand that would not work at all but whatever it looks really cool (laughs) (laughs) it looks rad but yeah so a lot of goofy stuff a lot of funny connections Anything you want to add before we get to the rubric? Um, no, I guess not. I was trying. I was just looking up our notes one more time, but uh, we've covered everything that I thought was just hilarious. I have four so. pages of notes, but I left my notebook upstairs. I mean, I like some of the one-liners, but we can talk about that when we talk about like the writing element. Swallow your soul. Yeah, it's yeah. the best. It's also this. one of the most quoted things of this movie. Oh, All yeah. right. So let's jump to the rubric. We have the literary element. So the script story, development, dialogue, and character development are all what we're looking at. So the narrative either supports all of it, supports most, supports only a couple, only one literary element, or none at all. I'd say most of it, not all of it. Yeah, no, I only agree. Because I think Ash, he, make, he is like the ultimate character in this, and he you see him grow and become that fighter at the end. And it's, it's hilarious. And like, you see him go up and down with his, his mental capacity for things. Like he, he was like, when, like you talk about the room, all the things laugh, all the inanimate objects laughing and he starts laughing, but he turns it from laughing to like screaming and like kind of not crying, but like, Just he's like a stare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I like the his his little bit of a descent and then and then his rise up from that descent to be like I if I don't fight back I'm just gonna die so yeah I, I'm gonna have to figure this out and he, he did a good job but like all the one-liners I thought were good like well placed and they were funny and the, all the characters served a purpose like they weren't like just thrown in there for no reason um because you yeah. needed Jake and Bobby Joe to get, you know, Annie and Ed to the, the cabin. And then you needed, yeah. you needed Linda because you needed Ash to, you know, break free from the curse. And like, like all of the characters had a reason. So I, I was, that's good writing. Yeah, I so. agree. I can see that. Like I said, it's great dialogue. Like you said, the one-liners are funny. You know, the dead by dawn, I swallow your soul. The, of course, the groovy is like super iconic for this film um ash is the only character really developed but i think that's really the only one we're supposed to care about he's the only one that carries over across yeah um i think the script was really successful because it's funny while also being scary while also being like kind of sad you have you kind of feel bad for ash and you're like you goofy what are you doing (laughs) when he's dancing with the (laughs) lamps and stuff and like screaming and freaking out Um, so yeah I think I think it supports most. I think a twenty is a good. Yeah, I think it's a good number. I don't I don't wouldn't give it like a perfect score because I feel like there's some things that they could have done that would have made it a twenty five. But yeah, yeah, I don't think it's lower than a twenty. Okay, all right. So the FX design element, so visual effects elements that connect to the narrative, set design, overall character design, gore, practical versus digital effects. I mean, I'm have to, I have to give this like a full full points. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. There's some goofy effects, but they're still done well. Like the spirit of the four like the big apple head is kind of goofy looking but it, yeah, they're, it, it, they're it, just doing everything they can and throwing whatever at the wall and mm-hmm. see if it sticks and and it did <laughs> yeah i think so i think <laughs> honestly think some of the decisions to try to to get the r take it off screen were actually more successful like we said a minute ago i really like the the the, the kind of attacks he does that are in the shadow yeah. like the axe attack on ed and then like all the kind of the stuff with henrietta and then the stuff at the beginning with linda all of it kind of this adds more to like that's kind of creepy and then really like with those people doing effects at this time frame they did a lot with not a big budget right Mm -hmm. you couldn't even get a short film made today with a five million dollar budget it seems with this you know that caliber so i think that's kind of impressive um the set to be that it's not like a real cabin in the woods in a gym is extra crazy me too so that if most of that is i'm sure it was like some of the outside there was some outside scenes but most of that is just a set so I think that's 
extra impressive. There's no digital effects in this because it's it predates that, so it's all all practical, which I love. Which I do too. I think it just shows how like well versed they were and how you know ingenious yeah. they were. How, how they created all that creativity. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like the character design. They look cool. How Ash kind of gets progressively rougher looking, but then he turns into, like you said, that kind of badass hero at the end with his like little harness and chainsaw yeah. fist. And while it's not really <laughs> practical, it's still really cool. You know what I mean? It's like one yeah, of the most neck growing and yeah the snake thing so awesome and i think ash is like one of the most cosplayed characters there is oh yeah between men and women there's so many takes on ash that are just like a blue shirt some brown pants and a chainsaw you know what i mean like but he's he's done so often torn up ash clean ash i've seen so many at different conventions and like things i think it's really cool so what do you think 25 yeah i go with 25 okay the visual technical elements overall aesthetic of the film is pleasing to the eye uh lighting creative camera shots and movement and lens selection this movie has all the movement yes. of the camera you know oh, yeah. and it's really it's good everywhere oh yeah it's like the and whole different perspectives too which i like i yes. always like when they do that. i love the um the spirit coming through the woods is a really cool scene especially whenever he like jumps to one side or the other how it avoids trees almost i think it looks really cool and uh like the ash flying through this this the, you know the space kind of where he starts spinning all those look awesome so i think like for me just the aesthetic looks great the film some of the scenes are really cool i like the first person I like the third person there's not much negative i have to say about it not no, from that it. standpoint no they, i think they 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 did really well with what they had i mean it's it's very impressive. I mean, I think it looks better than some of the stuff we see out today. But, of course, you had, like, a great cinematographer um, mm-hmm. who really knew what he was doing. You know, he had a lot of experience. Well, actually, hold on. I made that up. This was his one of his first movies. So he actually was doing really well to be for to be that early on. But he obviously showed he had ability as he went on to do some stuff with, like, um, David Lynch. He did some stuff with Wes Craven. He did multiple things with David Lynch, which is kind of cool. Man. I love David yeah. Lynch. So, um, yeah, he did a great job. I don't have anything really negative to say about anything you want to add for that. Any shots you guys liked? What do you think? Man, just, uh, man, there's so many great shots just all throughout it. Just the camera chasing him and coming through the woods and... I thought the camera shot at the very beginning when it first hits him and it shoots him backwards. Yeah. And it's like flipping him and he's hitting yeah. a bunch of branches and Smacks it smacks into the tree and, and falls it, in the mud. And then he and falls and it shows him falling face first. But like at first you're in his point of view and then all of a sudden you're in third person point of view where he smacks into the puddle and he yeah. comes up. It was so good. I like so, that. And a he's lot. just blowing bubbles. <laughs> yeah no that's like a a ramy staple that flying through the air like oh, that yeah. that's a very him kind of shot that when you're hearing the the thing coming through and it's like showing to one side of the room and yeah. comes back over to the other side of the room it's like, woo, woo. <laughs> i know it, it was cool how he did it you know like i said that early on that scene where it's chasing through the house and they're running through those walls and stuff um i did make a funny note like when it's chasing the car i'm like apparently this evil spirit can't keep up with a with the, with the Pontiac, the old Delta's got, got <laughs> horsepower in it. Oh yeah. Um, I was laughing because it, it's supposed to be this really scary Candarian demon, but you can't keep up with a car or a goofy guy running through a house. <laughs> and then he juked you into a hole in the basement. But it's so good. The camera angles looked awesome. Uh, so I really like that. So yeah, I'm thinking 25. What do you think? Yeah, I think 25. Oh yeah. All right, Jenny, here's your favorite, your favorite uh, little element here. The sound element. The sound represents the overall tone of the film. The soundtrack, as well as the score, keeps the audience engaged with the setting, characters, location, and narrative of the piece. Um, I wouldn't say this had a soundtrack, but it definitely had like some, a little bit of a score. I think the main sound that you are getting is from what we just talked about, mm-hmm. where it's you hear the demon through the woods yeah. through the house and um the chittering of the hand and like all those special sound effects throughout the whole movie i think are needed but like the piano piece was important bring you back to the sadness to yeah. bring you yeah to bring you back mm-hmm. to that moment where it brings him back from being that deadite yeah yeah and it was cool yeah. they kept using it yeah so i don't know if i would give it a 25 i don't i think that'd be too high um because yeah. yeah, there's no score I think the sound, a little bit of music 
music. Yeah. It's mostly sound effects, I agree. Mm. But they're used so well. I, yes. I don't, mm. So I'm a little torn, and I think you all need to make up the difference there. I don't... Well, because I think since the sound effects were used so well, yeah. it's hard for me to judge. Like but like I said, there isn't a score, but there's there's... That piano music was enough to get you through like the parts where he needed to come back from being a dead eye. It's kind of a two part element too. It sounds like the sound represents the overall tone and you do get, I think the tone of the film. Um, Not a lot of music. I think sound effects like were used really well uh, and creatively really some of the primate sounds or some of the sounds that are like Orson Welles voice captures, you know, with this other, with with Sam Raimi melded together, which is cool. Um, A lot of weird sounds at different times, you know, like the thudding of the ax or how the, the hand moves across the floor was a cool sound. Like you said, the little chittering was a cool sound. So, I mean, I wouldn't go like a 10 or anything, but maybe like a 15 or a 20. What were you thinking? Like a 15 or higher? I hate to give it a 15, but I think it needs to be a 15. Okay. Only because there's not music. There's not as, as much score as there could have been. Okay. Okay. I don't think it's terrible though. I think that they did a great job with the sound effects. Yeah, yeah, and it has to be taken into consideration. Like I said, it's because there's no score. They do have different music for different people, sort of like a theme. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a little bit short, and they do kind of go back to that multiple times. And I do think they really use sound effects well. So um, I'm good with a 15. That's fine. What's that like an 85? Some people are gonna be mad about that. Quick math. I was gonna say um, I don't have my paper out in front of me, <laughs> and I'm an English teacher, so I don't do the maths. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm writing it down. So we do, mean, we do a little bit of math and science. I mean, based on our rubric, it, it we've said this a million times about movies. Like, just because it scores that for based on the rubric doesn't mean that's really how we feel about the movie yeah. that we watch. It's a hundred in my heart. And that's why I said, like, Tucker and Dale did not do that great. But you know what? I think Tucker and it's Dale an did better than this. Plus. Tucker and Dale had like a 90 in my heart, too. I don't think so. They got a 70, I thought. Oh, yeah, you might be right. You might be right. So, yeah, that's 85. Yeah. That's, I think that's fair, especially for the time period. Um, it, yeah. Sound got it literary got it a little bit but we can all agree fx and design element the visual technical element both solid 25s they did a great job yeah, with the practical right. effects the camera work is amazing um it looks it looks great it has a great tone a great feel you definitely know what kind of movie you're in i mean it's not like the most artistic beautiful movie ever but we're not reviewing those so like that's fine i mean those would also yeah. score 25 but i think the camera work in this movie is good enough to fit and walk in that those same kind of um lanes as those films it looks really good if you look yeah. at it from a technical standpoint i think so yeah i'm down with that evil dead 2 got an 85 y'all i mean it's pretty good i think so mm-hmm. i'd be okay with an 85 yeah, i'm okay with an 85. a lot of my students don't get 85 so they should be lucky i give a lot i, I, mean, a lot recently, of I haven't either i don't have uh, that excuse they just aren't very good yeah sometimes they try though yeah they try every day but i just you know it's hard to be like okay here's your stuff <laughs> <laughs> and you know some of the the sound stuff may have been because this was this guy's first and second films the first the okay. first three movies this guy ever worked on were evil dead evil dead 2 and army of darkness and then he went I mean, to a bunch of tv did a shows good job i mean yeah. compiling all the stuff that's in it it's just oh. if it had just a little bit more it would have scored higher because yeah, because all the sound effects and where he got all that and they put that in it's amazing but just yeah. just a little more work on the, the score would have mm-hmm. made it top notch yeah this yeah. guy does all the evil dead stuff for the score everything about the new movie but he did ash first the evil dead and evil dead the video yeah. game he did all the sound interesting interesting as a video game mm-hmm. came out last year mm-hmm. you didn't play it it's it's online multiplayer oh uh, yeah. i don't do much online multiplayer i'm a yeah, i'm no. a one person video game kind of mm-hmm. guy me too <laughs> <laughs> I feel that. I still kind of want to play it a little bit, but yeah, same. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, there you go. There's our review of Evil Dead 2. Great, great movie. I hope you guys, if you have not seen it, I don't know why you're even listening to our podcast. Go watch it. Um, right now. Watch yeah, my favorite movie. Watch it. Like, all three of them in <laughs> order. Um, you had to rent them from Amazon right now, so sorry, but make it happen. And yeah, I hope you guys are following along with us in the Horror in the Halls book club. Yes. We're reading Tales from the Gas Station, Volume 1 by Jack Townsend. Yeah. I think part one of that you can also listen to on um, 
Spotify, a couple different podcasts read it. I'm not sure how much of the book is on there. I'm not sure exactly how much either, but I listened to quite a few episodes of it on Creepy. Yeah, so Creepy had it, and then the guy who actually narrates the audiobook is Mr. Creepy Pasta, and he has it on Spotify as well. So I listened to his, but it was only like two and a half hours long, but I think it just says part one. So I'm not sure if the book has like multiple parts. I need to double check, get the audiobook or something. So yeah, guys. That is it. So check out the book with us. Let us know what you think. Keep up with us. And uh, yeah, reach out. You want to tell them where they can find us, Jenny? I sure can. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Horror in the Halls. You can also follow Jenny underscore Dreffles on Instagram. You can email us at horrorinthehalls at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, guys. Reach out. Let us know what you think. Um, Let us know if you like this format of having a special guest. Big thanks to Johnny Hill for joining us this week. Talking about his favorite movie. It was a lot of fun. Um. (laughs) Have to have you back on in the future. Everyone's been hearing your your name for however many months we've been doing this. Yeah. But all, now my, there's a, all my hot takes. There you go. <laughs> Jenny, <laughs> Jenny commenting on you laughing inappropriately at weird movies at the wrong time. Yeah. yeah. He laughed. It's always he a time where I'm like, why is that funny though? I look at him, I go, why are you the way that you are? Because <laughs> he's awesome. I know. Right? Oh, it's fine. So, I'm right, just guys. like, that's creepy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect. Well, all right, guys, as usual, we are on pretty much every podcasting platform there is. So give us a like, a follow, leave a review. Uh, the reviews really help us and getting our name out there and yes. getting more listeners. So, you know, even if you don't agree and want to give us one star, don't do it. I'll hunt you. But if you do, whatever, <laughs> just leave a review. And uh, yeah, five stars would be great. Um, and comments help us get better. So let us know what you think, guys. And uh, yeah, anything else you want to add before we wrap it up, friend? No. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be the bell. We're going to get out of here. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.